right. Rack one. Um, that's a Sir Tom Brady. We'll get to that later. But uh, Top Shelf Fantasy, uh, podcast number 192. We had podcast 191 just the other day. Uh, we figured with all the free agent news coming out on this Monday to hear this tomorrow on Tuesday. Uh, figured to get you know some news out there. We'll probably do one maybe even Wednesday or Thursday, depending what we see the next day or two. Um, March 14th, 2022. Uh, listen to us on any podcast player, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, all the, all the big ones. Uh, as well as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Top Shelf FNTSY. And don't forget to look at the Same Faces, Same Faces, New Places article up there being updated um, as soon as we can with all the big uh, player movement. Uh, of course, we'll get to that. This, the podcast is pretty much just the news as of, I guess, as of Sunday. Uh, we podcast Saturday night, so we had one big thing Sunday. Dallas, do you want to leave that off? Yeah, um, I'm assuming you're referencing the unretirement of the best ever do it, the greatest of all time. Yes. Uh, I mean, it's a weird move, but I think a lot of people could sense that he was a little wishy-washy upon his original retirement. So maybe not the biggest surprise in the world, but uh, I don't know. It comes off a, a little strange. We had just done our quarterback carousel on on Sunday when uh, the last pod we put up. And, you know, we discussed Tampa Bay as a landing spot for a lot of people, but ultimately we didn't include Tom Brady even as an option because, you know, we were considering him retired like he told us he was. Mm. Um, luckily, we didn't use any of the big names going there. I think we had Ryan Fitzmagic and, uh, and Minshew. Um, yeah, Gardner Minshew. So it doesn't really affect what we had put together, but um, nonetheless, it's certainly a surprise. And I think it kind of might have been, I, I know I saw some stories floating out there that Tom Brady wanted to try to force another trade. He didn't want to play in Tampa. Um, I think, I think Jerry Thornton from uh, Barstool was putting out on um, his do your pod podcast saying that he thought from his sources that Brady wanted to go to San Fran. And then that would have sent Jimmy back to Tampa Bay for whatever reason, Tampa Bay didn't want to do that. Fine. And they called Brady's bluff and he said, okay, well, I'm actually not done playing football. I'll be right back. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. That could just be conspiracy theories. It's fun to it's fun to play out all the scenarios, but uh, nonetheless, it's interesting. We get another year of Brady football. I think that's good for all the receivers in Tampa Bay, so they're probably oh, happy yeah. about it. Yeah, I mean, I think when we saw them tag Godwin, I think like day one of the the franchise tag window, and working out a long term deal, like we should have just seen that and been like, all right they're doing everything in the power. Like they might, they might've already known for last week that Brady's coming back. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, just for my dynasty team, I've got one and Evans without Brady, I was scared of shit. Now he's back. <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. I have two wide receiver ones again for at least one more year. Um, and then that we, we saw that. Yeah, you, I mean, back. you get a ton of fantasy implication. Oh, it's, it's, I mean, it, it, it was, I don't know. Mariota there instead of Brady it would be a way different story, and I'm happy that Brady's back. I mean, for fantasy, it's great. For the the NFL overall, it's great. You got another team in the NFC instead of just the Rams, just the Packers, and Niners competing. Like, boom, bring Brady back. Now it's you know NFC has three to four teams. AFC still is probably more dominant, but it's just a it's an easier path for Brady. It's a harder path for Stafford and Rogers yet again. Um, but I mean, I, I was ecstatic when I 
read that. I I thought it was a, a fake tweet because I'm like, oh, <laughs> this came out of nowhere. It's the day before free agency. Of course, he does it on Kevin Garnett's retirement night. Yeah, I saw somebody <laughs> just say just sticking uh, it to us. Uh, like the the goat's a little out of touch right now. He never would have done this before. But I mean, the the one person who's certainly not ecstatic is that guy that spent five hundred thousand dollars on the uh, final oh, Brady touchdown ball. But it'll be interesting to see if there's any information that comes out about that. Like, does that guy get his money back or can he cancel that deal? Cause he's no longer his last ball, but it's like, I mean, are all sales final? I don't know. It's interesting. Right. Then again, you got 500 um, K to drop on a football. I'm not really weeping for you. Right. Yeah. And me and my wife were talking about that too. We were like, I mean, if he has 500 K to just drop on a ball, like he's probably, it's probably 500 bucks for us. It's like, all right, all right. That's yeah. Chuck it up as a loss. It'd be cool. Once Brady retires, he just gives that new last ball to him. Yeah. I mean, it depends if he's a Bucks fan. If he's a Pats fan, he's not getting that ball. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, we'll just stay with um, the Bucks. Um, they resigned Ryan Jetson, which is massive. I mean, they lost two linemen in the offseason. Getting him back was huge. Carlton Davis, their best cornerback, not saying much. Their, their secondary was complete dog shit, but veteran cornerback there is to help you know the secondary a bit they, they still need a lot more work but um yeah i mean that's the that's been their problem for a while now is that secondary i mean they have an elite front seven um i saw vita vea even restructured his contract right? to free yep. up a lot of space um so i mean you get guys that are still bought in over there which again seems to be the the way that brady kind of runs a team is a bunch of guys buy in and everybody takes pay cuts and we make it we make it happen we keep a lot of talent around but um, if they don't do some of that secondary, even with Carlton Davis, I think they still need some work there. Otherwise it's going to continue to be a shootout from a fantasy perspective. Don't add anybody to your team. Cause Brady, we want to keep Brady throwing 40 points a game, mm-hmm. keep it busy, keep, uh, keep the receivers involved. Um, I mean, what's, uh, I guess the next chip to fall for Tampa is probably the Gronk card. See if he's coming back to play with, uh, Brady for another season or I would say it's more of the Fournette. Um, yes, that's just true. because I don't think, I mean, Arians has praised up Keyshawn Vaughn in the last two years. I just think that's him doing that just to make it seem like he can be the guy he, yeah. he can't, I mean, they're a different team. If it's not Fournette, if it's just Keyshawn Vaughn there and it's, it's, it's not that great, but you get Fournette back. The only thing is they don't have the cast base and Fournette took a massive pay cut last year and you could have gone to the Seahawks for probably 10 mil a year. Does he take another pay cut to play one more year? I mean, he's a running back. This might be his last contract. You can get, you know, that eight to 10 a year for a few years. I just don't see him yeah, go exactly. back for like one year for, for 2.5 mil again. Right. Like at some point, you know, I, I know winning support and I know 2.5 million is still a lot of money, but he's a guy that's capable and has proven that he's deserving of, of one of those big paydays and how many years in a row can you take a pay cut as a running back when your your longevity in the league is the shortest at any skill position to begin with. So um, I would almost say I'd expect to not see him. Um, and I, I mean, he doesn't owe anything to the bucks. I mean, he, he owes it to himself and his family to go get a big payday. So more power to him. Right. I mean, the guy that they can, they, 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 would, they would take a pay cut to come back is Gronkowski. He's already made his bank uh he doesn't yep. care if he plays for a million bucks or 1.5 2 million yep. it doesn't that being matter said you you did have mike evans last year saying he would take a ton of a pay a huge pay cut to keep chris godwin and the other pieces around so mm-hmm. maybe you go talk to god when you talk to evans and you say hey guys 
you know, to take a little less money and keep the keep the band together. You never know what they're gonna say, but um, I don't think Godwin's signing on board for that. But who knows? Oh yeah, he yeah he, he wants a long term <laughs> deal. Yeah, makes sense. Um, I, I guess we can just go by alphabetical order now. You got yeah. the Tom Brady news out of the way. That was the biggest news on Sunday. Um, we'll start right with the Arizona Cardinals. Fantastic to see James Connors back. Three year deal, twenty one million bucks. Um. I'll just go through them and then we'll go back and talk about them. Ertz, three for 31 mil, uh, round 10 a year, a little over. Great for them. I mean, they traded for him last year. It would kind of be not great if they just like traded for him for six games and be like, all right, bye. Like, right. what a yeah. waste of a trade. Um, and he, he looked good when he was with them, so it makes sense to bring him on back. But, yep. yeah, you don't and, want to cut ties that quickly. Right. And Colt McCoy, two years, 7.5 million. Don't, this, this isn't a, oh, are they going to get rid of Kyler thing? It's just, yeah. they need a backup and he's been with the system. Keep the backup that's been there for years. Yeah. He's like the, uh, the Brian Hoyer effect. He's that, exactly you know, like that. Yeah. He knows the system. He knows what he's doing. He can probably function as a bit of like a secondary offensive coordinator for Kyler if he needs it, you know, mm-hmm. get another player's opinion on some stuff. But much much bigger deal. Let's not spend your time on Cole, uh, too much time on Colt McCoy. But James Conner coming back at seven mil a year, I think. First of all, I think that's the right number for him. I think it's a good deal for him based on his injury history, the year that he had last year, and I think it's a good deal for the Cardinals not overspending on a guy that, while he's on the field, is very good. But while he's hurt and his his injury history is still a concern, um, that way you're not too hamstrung by seven mil if if in the event he goes down again. Um, but from what we saw last year fantastic deal for the Cardinals. I mean, if he plays anything close to that, you're, you're making out like a bandit. Yeah. And I do love to see it because he was a guy in Pittsburgh that people thought, Oh, they're no, he's out of league in a year. Yep. And he comes back with the Cardinals is a pass catching back out of nowhere. They use <laughs> the right way. Um, they did not retain Chase Simmons. We'll get to that and see where he signed and yeah, did not retain Christian Kirk. So I think they wanted Ertz bad when they, you know, miss out on Kirk. But we'll yeah, and letting Edmonds go is is interesting insofar that he was a very good foil to James Conner. I know he was hurt as well this year, so you didn't get to see the both of them on the field all too often. But can James Conner continue to have the same success without that Chase Edmonds factor? We hope so. I think Arizona seems to think so based on this contract. I don't think Eno Benjamin is the new uh chase Edmonds. so it'll be interesting to see what else they do going forward but very very uh good day for the cardinals i'd say keeping their their guys around and we'll see what else they can add in in free agency i mean for for what christian kirk which you said we'll get to and we will get to it but like for what he ended up signing for i think the cardinals did the right thing in letting him walk i mean you're not going to pay him that for his role on their team yeah i mean they're already paying d hop right. top receiver in the league they're not going to pay kirk third top which right. is insane exactly um, the, the Falcons, nothing to do with fantasy as of now, but they extend Jake Matthews, which is huge. He's been one of the best tackles for plenty of years now. Is he now the highest paid tackle? No, he can't be. No. It's going to be like one of the actual, like really good guys, um, like uh, Trent Williams or something like that. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. always up there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's been around forever. Good to see them keep a, a, a solid tackle on the staff especially after they struggled with the run last year if they're going to do anything in the running department this coming season you need a left tackle you need an offensive line to do so so step one matt ryan also restructured his contract uh to add a little flexibility so that's a good time 
Um, in Skip Baltimore, they haven't done anything so far. Uh, you want to take the Bills? Yeah, the Bills uh, had an interesting day. They re-signed Mitch Morse, so they keep their offensive line uh, in, not intact because they lose a couple pieces still. But they added him, and they or they re-signed him, and then they added Roger Saffold coming over from Tennessee. Uh, details for him are not clear yet, but regardless, he was on one of the top O lines that helped Derrick Henry have a Derrick Henry type year. So if Buffalo is going to kind of try to run the ball a little bit more than, you know, like once a game, like they did this year and what we saw out of uh, Devin Singletary towards the end of the season, maybe that's a bit of their focus is to be a little bit more balanced. These two guys can definitely make that happen. Um, And then on the flip side, Isaiah McKenzie in the receiving game, he showed some flash at the end of the year. He got, in my mind, a little hosed on these deals here, two years, 4.4 million. I mean, we'll get to what Cedric, Wilson got later on, but I mean, he, he is a guy that like in more dynasty leagues, like middle of the year, end of the year, it's like, crap, I can pick this guy up. If like, you know, Stefan Dix is banged up. Cole Beasley is suspended or, or, or hurt. Yeah. Like, and Cole um, Beasley might be on the way out in Buffalo, which right, means I mean, that Isaiah has got a role to grow into. Right. So we can add that note too, is, is they're letting Beasley seek a trade. Um, yeah. I mean, it's too bad because I think it's a great fit there. But yeah, McKenzie two for four point four million is a complete steal for a guy that's that knows the offense that can be. Hey, we need one big play, get the hell downfield, and he can do it. Yeah, and then you saw the game against the Patriots where he abused the secondary for like twelve catches and one hundred fifty-five yards and two mm-hmm. touchdowns. Like he he has that upside, and some of the guys that we've seen today go for much larger deals have never had a game like that. So, Nelson Aguilar. I I mean, yeah, Nelson Aguilar, $20 million. Yeah. Never had he's, caught a ball in his life. He's exactly what we want Nelson Aguilar to be with the Pats. And right. he's way cheaper. He, he's <laughs> he's almost 15 mil a year cheaper. Than. Wild. Um, the Panthers, not too big of news yet, but they cut A.J. Bouet. Um, we talked about this before we started the pod. He's been you know tossed around like, dirty white trash just like Tevin Coleman was in our dynasty league like I I I can't count the teams he's been on in the last three years like I think it's been three or four teams and this was a guy who had showed huge promise um during the Jacksonville days um opposite side of Ramsey yeah I think he got a huge deal um at one point maybe it was the Broncos who gave it to him I'm not positive on that but either way the Panthers is still saving $5 million and the guy's been on four teams in two years. So mm-hmm. he had a big contract and they're finally rid of it. Uh, I don't know what his deal is. Maybe he's just coasting at this point, but he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's just too bad to see him kind of fall. He's, he's probably still pretty young too. The bears we can skip nothing too big there. Uh, Cincinnati. Um, fantastic. They signed Ted Caress for, for three years and Alex Kappa who was Buccaneers, right? Yep. Yep. Um, the, the, their biggest flaw is the offensive line, and they signed two very good linemen um, in the first day. Yeah, and Ted Harris, uh, rumors have it they had – or he had an offer for three years, $15 million from the Patriots. They wouldn't budge or go any higher, so the Bengals win them at three years, $18 million. So the difference of a million dollars a year um, – it was enough to get him to go over there. But to be fair to take Harris, he has a starting role probably the day he shows up in Cincy, uh, as opposed to the Patriots where he's playing behind David Andrews and, and a number of other guys. Right. So fair enough. Fair play. Um, Kappa going over there is also huge. Four for 35. I mean, that's 
over $8 million a year for a guard in the NFL. Good for him. Um, and he's a, he's tough too. Like, I yeah. think they, we're, we, we hear the story today during the playoff matchup. He like, he broke his leg and he didn't tell anyone because he still wanted to play. Yeah. Like, and that, I mean, that is a guy I want. And, and Craig uh, of TSF fame here um, was the first one to say it. they're both bully guards or bully linemen. Mm-hmm. And Craig's a, a lineman uh, professional scout here. So if he says they're bully linemen, I trust his judgment. I believe him. And then, yeah, it came out on the NFL network. I think it was uh, that cap is a psycho and play on, plays football on a broken leg. So good sign for the Bengals. I mean, that's what we've been saying for years that the Bengals needed was O-line this, O-line that. They said, screw you, we're getting a quarterback and a wide receiver instead. And it's worked out for them up to this point, but I think it's a good call to finally get them some protection. Yeah, and still day one, too. That's two yeah. linemen. They can go out, sign someone else, probably draft in the first round, too. Uh, the Browns, we talked about the Amari uh, Cooper on Saturday, but um, they did cut Jarvis Landry. I know we've we heard they tried to restructure a deal after Cooper came because Landry's camp was like, oh, shit, can we make this work? You know, Cooper's here, and I think they tried to make it work, but it was kind of like, oh, we already kind of told him, you know, he's out. But they clear 15 million bucks. Um, th- this is a guy they have to replace, though. It's not like, not like oh, this 15 million is going to the secondaries. 15 mil is going t- to the line. Like, they should be heavily invested in Allen Robinson now. Yeah, Allen Robinson, I'd have him look at Juju, who's still out there. Mm-hmm. Um, even a Cole Beasley, if he's seeking a trade, I think he'd be a good fit for a lot of that underneath stuff that Landry does. I think Landry's a much more dynamic receiver than Cole Beasley. Don't make this seem like I'm doing a direct comparison between the two. But for what Baker Mayfield needs, Cole Beasley could be a very good fit for that team. Yeah, just, just, just that slot guy. Um, yeah that can make separation and because you still have, they're both tough. Um, you still have people's Jones and Rashad Higgins to stretch the field opposite Amari Cooper, who can also stretch the field. I mean, Amari Cooper can really do a little bit of everything, but mm-hmm. I'd take that close to the line of scrimmage kind of guy um, to pair with, with Baker, just Cooper wants another guy. He's like, if Lager's gone, <laughs> I'm going to be a tri- triple team and I'm going to have maybe 500 yards this season. Yeah. You need to bring someone else in there. And I think they do. If they don't sign someone, they pick 13. There's some good receivers in this draft. I would see them picking a wide receiver at 13. Yeah, I mean, definitely um, uh, the right draft to probably for the the Browns to be set up how they are. Not like a clear cut, like top five, top eight by any means. I think everybody, even all the pro scouts and pro expert draft scouts, are kind of perplexed by how this draft's going to unfold. So you could have a guy that may be mocked by some people as a top five pick at receiver that drops all the way to 13. So you could have a lot of upside in that, in that draft slot. Yep. Uh, and Cowboys, they extend Michael Gallup. I don't know if we talked about that in the last podcast. No, monster I don't know why deal. we did not, but five for 57. Um, I think it's, a, it's almost a steal with the, the contracts we've seen today with the wide receivers. Yes, is it you know, yeah, yeah, you know what I said? Yeah, I said it's a monster deal because that was my immediate reaction when I saw it the first time. And then I saw what happened the rest of the day. And I was like, okay, if that's the market, then 10 and a half ish, 10, no, no, what, I don't know what that math is. 11 plus a mil a year is not bad at all. Yeah. yeah 11 and change a year. Yeah. I mean, it was great because if he went into the, he, He's probably pissed like crap. I could have gotten that. Right. <laughs> I could have gotten close to 20 million a year. Damn it. Uh Demarcus Lawrence, they re upped four for 30 mil. I think um I read like 
it's, it's all guaranteed. All four years, all 30 mils, all guaranteed. Which, like, I think that's one of those Jerry Jones gets involved. He likes the guy. The guy has been on the Cowboys for a while. They're connected to each other, blah, blah, blah. He's being a nice guy. Give it all to this guy's not on the field, like, ever. He's always hurt. He always has a massive injury. Last year, he was recovering. If you watch Hard Knocks, he was recovering from back surgery. Then he got hurt with an ankle. Then he got hurt with a hand. It's like, he's good the four snaps a year he plays. But 30 mil guaranteed, whatever. I mean, he's a good defensive coordinator for the team while he's on the sideline. So now he has, he will have seven years in the NFL all guaranteed. His first three years are all guaranteed too. And he got hurt. You think, Nick, all right, four for 30, 18.5 guaranteed with, we can cut you in two years. Yeah, good but for nope. him. Yeah. Good negotiator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a savvy uh, businessman. <laughs> Denver Broncos, we already touched on the Russell Wilson thing on the last podcast, so we'll skip that. Detroit Lions. The Lions did sign Tracy Walker at safety, but, like, whatever. It doesn't affect mm-hmm. anything. All right, the Packers. The Packers are all defensive so far. Um, today they, they came out and they re-signed Preston Smith, four years, $52 million, and Devondre Campbell, five years, $50 million. So those guys are getting paid. But then they let Zadarius Smith go to clear out $15.2 million in cap. He had a $26 million contract with his cap hit and bonus. So they cut him, fripped some money, probably to pay Devontae Adams. But Devontae Adams came out and said today that he will not play under the cap. I'm sorry, under the tag. On the tag, yeah, which I think you're seeing they're doing it now. Like they're, They cut him. I guarantee Preston Smith and Campbell, those big deals are probably – they're going to make it work like back ended or front loaded. Yeah. Devontae would be back. Like they're going to make it work. Yeah. Um, especially if they like, get assigned him to a contract the way they just signed Aaron Rodgers. Like you don't bring in Aaron Rodgers without Devontae Adams because who that has to be the shit at that point. Yeah. Right. All right. And if Texans, not, ooh, things are going to get interesting. <laughs> yeah. Texans. Yeah. Um, go for it. Chris Conley, one year extension. <laughs> Let's go. Huge. He's still I, on my dynasty team, I think. No, 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 no. He, you, you trade him to me for uh, Olamide Zacchaeus. Yeah. And I think <laughs> the, the day you traded me, uh, he went up for like 84 oh, yeah. and like a touchdown. Yeah, I start right. him. Uh, but yeah. yeah um, right. Because yeah, I needed so, a starting, I needed like a, what I call the startable wide receiver that week. And then Zacchaeus gave me a goose egg and Conley went off. <laughs> <laughs> like 18 famous points. Um, so he'll ride there until he retires. Uh, they released Marcus. Cannon to free up 5.2 million. So another lineman available. Yep. Uh, the Colts, Moelle Cox, three-year extension, three, three for 17.5. Which, again, based on some of the other deals, I'd say three uh, three for 17 and a half is a little on the low side for what Moelle's done, especially with Jack Doyle retiring. Um, he's going to be the only tight end. I mean, they, do they still have... Uh... They have Kyle Granson was the rookie last year. And I, I do yes. like him a lot, but I think they do need uh, – I would like a 6'8 guy like more like Cox. Yeah, like, big monster That's a guy. guy you want to block for you too. Yep. Um, where do we start with the Jags? Big, big <laughs> day for the Jaguars. Um, I guess we'll just go player by player. Uh, I'll name them first, and then we can go back. Signed Evan Ingram. One-year deal up to nine million bucks. I think it's like ten million with like a little incentive. Zay Jones, three years for twenty-four million dollars, and Christian Kirk, four for seventy-two, but it's it's four for like eighty-four, like the bonuses and incentives. So crazy. 
as of this point right now, Kirk is the third highest paid wide receiver in the NFL on a year basis. I think it's D hop is one Julio's two Kirk's three, which is just silly. I mean, I know I think it was our group chat where uh, they said the caps expanding from two Oh six to two thirty next year or something like that. So mm. maybe these guys are like, Oh yeah, we'll pay it now. And then next year it seems like even less of a hit because people are going to be spending even more, but for right now, Christian Kirk being the third highest paid wide receiver. I mean, he's never put up stats to be anywhere near that ballpark. So good for him. You got a good agent. Um, yeah, I mean, they, he joins an offense that has not proven that they can click yet. And we've got pieces that are going to be involved in this offense that we've never seen specifically, you know, Travis Etienne. So I have no idea what this team's going to look like. This feels like Trevor Lawrence is in the ear of the, the GM and the ownership group, but if Trevor Lawrence is in the ear and he's recruiting three Zay guys <laughs> like that, I wouldn't even play on my Madden team. I don't know. It's. I mean, and we got to think too, Evan Ingram is more a wide receiver than he's a tight end. So, so yeah. let, let's just put him as a wide receiver. They signed through receivers. They still have Marvin Jones is still Chanel. Like what does it say about Chanel? I know Marvin Jones is older, so I don't think if he's there or not, they're not going to make his moves, but Chanel is like, Hey, he's, what 23 24 years yeah. old high draft pick um i mean he's been on a shit team for two years so i right. don't know and, like, and i feel like lavisca is far from the problem here mm-hmm. um but looking at this i mean i would say dj shark is all but gone yeah they're i mean with what they paid they can't even pay him to, to come back <laughs> yeah so there's no way and and again this team had a fine running game, decent O-line, good running backs, young quarterback, sure. Receiver was still not really the issue. I'm fine with – you want to sign Evan Ingram and play him a tight end, cool. Like, by all means, do it. But yeah. I don't think receiver was the issue. I think it was their defense and, um, you know, their consistency, really. But they go out, and so far the only person they've added on defense is Foyasade Aluyakon, who's a, a fantastic linebacker coming over from Atlanta. Don't, don't get me wrong on that. I think he's fantastic. But – you need a lot more than one linebacker to play defense in the NFL. So mm-hmm. weird day for the Jaguars, expensive day for the Jaguars. Let's see how it plays out for him. Cotton. It's bold trash. Yep. <laughs> uh, Chiefs, not nothing yet. I know they're in on Jarvis Landry. Yep. And he's a good, he would be a great fit over there. I mean, they have burners there. They have Hill, yeah. um, Harbin Pringle. If he stays there, Jamarcus Robinson, like they need a, a safe guy like Landry. I think that'd be huge for Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, Landry could probably have 110 to 115 catches if he stayed and if or if he went to KC. I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. Yeah. Cause they throw it 80 times a day. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Raiders, nothing there yet. I know they restructured Kenyon Drake to free up yeah. some cap. And they extended Max Crosby the other day. We didn't talk about that. But right. again, we're uh, trying to focus more on the, the fantasy side. Uh, the Chargers, we already talked about Khalil Mack last podcast. J.C. Jackson. Yeah, and I just focus on the fantasy 82. side. This does matter for the passing game or every team that's going to face him. But yeah, five for 82 is big. Um, it's, I mean, it's not unworldly. It's it's not, you know, it doesn't knock you over. It's not Aaron Rodgers, you know, four for 200 million. But for a cornerback that's really had... I don't know, one and a half, two good seasons. Good for him. Go get paid. I, I guess the the story that came out that I was reading was the Patriots offered him a contract in the middle of the season. 
and didn't talk to him again about his contract after he turned it down midseason. So they didn't seem to do too much. Maybe they wrote it off as a foregone conclusion that he was going somewhere else. But however you cut it, Chargers have added a lot of defensive pieces. So they've addressed what we saw um, probably as their primary weakness throughout the, the later, latter portion of the season and the playoffs where they were just getting shredded on D and they had to score 50 points a game to keep up. So good for them. Uh, him, Derwin James, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, other linebackers. I forget Kenneth Murray, who they drafted a couple of years ago. Yep. I mean, fantastic, young, fast defense. So yeah, and they, and they got some from the Giants too. Uh, some D lineman, I forget his name, but again, their division. They're now going against Mahomes. They're now going against Russell Wilson. Like they, they're doing what they need to. It's like we need defense to stop these guys. We're playing them twice a year. Yeah. And probably in the playoffs. Like the, the only good thing is that well, probably only two of these teams are going to make it out of the division. So we get them to so kill sad. each other off. You know? <laughs> I guess you could well, have well, three, right? Well, if they were like great for us. Yeah. Yeah. But that'd be um, yeah. The Rams, nothing there yet. Yep. Uh Dolphins, big day. Chase Evans, two for twelve. Uh Teddy Bridgewater to back up. Um to a one year, it's actually I think it's six point five, all guaranteed. And Cedric Wilson three for twenty two. Yeah, I, re- I really I really thought he'd stay with Dallas. Um, and they got r- rid of Cooper. I knew they liked him. I when I saw it, I was kind of shopping. Oh, I thought he was like a Dallas shoe in. <laughs> yeah, I I agree with you. I I thought Cedric Wilson would be in Dallas for a while. Seven mil, just over seven mil a year is more than I would have thought he got until I watched the day unfold. And then it's kind of right, right in line with probably mm-hmm. what he should get. Um, I don't know how much I love him in Miami. He is more or less the replacement for either Will Fuller, who was never really on the field. So you'll easily replace him or like Albert Wilson. If you're going to play that kind of role, or I mean, he's not going to replace uh, Devonte Parker, but, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how he fits in. I mean, he's certainly not taking over for Jalen Waddle anytime soon either. And I think they're more comparable as receiver types than he would be to anybody else on that team. So I don't know. I'm a little perplexed by where he fits on Miami, but he's still not. He's by, by no means a bad receiver. We saw him have a, a lot of great games in, in uh, Dallas where he was competing with a lot of people for looks. So yep. watch that unfold. I think the way more interesting one is Chase Edmonds. I mean, Miami has been a team that we've slotted for a running back for a long time. And now they finally have who I would consider to be not a top tier talent, but a top 20 running back in the league, no doubt. And he's a guy who we haven't seen carry a huge volume workload, but if you do him and Malcolm Brown or him and Salvin Ahmed as a, as a, some sort of a uh, running back by committee, I think that's a great mix of talents. Yeah, I mean, they've just missed that pass-catching guy for years. I mean, we've seen Miles Gaskin drop balls left and right. We've seen Kalen Balaj there drop balls left and right. Like, two needs a guy like Chase Edmonds to succeed. Yeah, and and that's exactly right. I mean, Tua's strength is getting the ball out quickly to his running back, and now he has a guy that can do it. And then Teddy Bridgewater, too, coming over. Uh, big enough. I mean, that probably means Jacoby Brissett is out unless they decide to carry three quarterbacks there, Mm -hmm. but also not a bad move by Teddy to say, listen, I'll just be the backup. No big deal. This guy's probably going to get hurt a couple of games in. I'll get some time on the field. Oh yeah. Uh, and the Vikings, they extend Kirk cousins through next year, 35 mil guaranteed. 
Beauty. Good deal for him. Yep. Kirk um, Cousins must have made a fortune in his NFL career. Oh, my God. Right closing on 400 million. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's insane. Good, good for him, though. Um, the Patriots, the GOAT's back. Brian Hoyer signs a two-year deal. Yep. Four million bucks. Matthew Slater still with us. One for 2.6. And McCourty, one for 9 million. I hate uh, the I, one it, for nine on McCourty. I hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a waste of nine million bucks on a safety that looked like he lost a step last year. But if he comes back and he plays like the McCourty that we knew for fourteen seasons or however hell that long he's been in the league, cool. And then then it, then it makes me look foolish to have even questioned him. But nine million is a lot to spend on a thirty-four-year-old safety. Yeah, who looked like he was done three years ago. Because every year it's like, oh, I might retire. I might retire. I'm going right. to opt out during COVID year. Like, pick up your fucking mind. Yeah, and I, I was really, really hopeful that the Patriots were going to see him go, save that cap money, shift Jalen Mills back to safety where he seems a lot more natural than mm-hmm. have him and Duggar for the foreseeable future. But apparently that will not happen. In more favorable news, though, they tendered Jacoby Myers. So he'll be on the team for one more year, um, hopefully longer than that afterwards. But uh, And then James France stays around. If you track the Ted Karras leaving, and uh, there are actually rumors that Shaq Mason might be on the trade block, but uh, hopefully not. Um, we kind of just need James Ferentz for for depth. So we'll see what the, de- the details haven't come out. I'm assuming it's a couple-year deal. Mm-hmm. And the Saints so far, the only thing is Deontay Harris assigned one-year tender. Yeah, and they're reworking deals left and right, trying to get enough cap space for Deshaun Watson. Um, I guess the update on Deshaun Watson sweepstakes is from the last tweet I saw, it's pretty much Seattle or Carolina. Yep. And Carolina oh. has the space ready to go. You said Seattle. Uh, <laughs> oh, I said Seattle. Sorry, I meant Saints, New Orleans. Yeah, 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 yeah well, sorry. We, we, we all thought it would be, but then I haven't seen them like, confirm, but on a few Reddit posts, I saw he declined going to S- Seattle. So that's Deshaun saying that. It's not like Seattle's, oh, hey, yeah. they can't, you know, reset a trade. It's just because it's, Watson doesn't care what the trade is. He says, I, right. I don't want to go there. Yeah. And, and again, I think there's so much hostility. I've said this a few times, actually, in, in our chat that there's so much hostility between Watson and the Houston Texans organization that he doesn't want to leave them with, you know, two first round picks from Seattle and maybe a player and a couple second rounders. I think he would happily go to a team for a fifth round pick and just say like, this is where I want to go. Yeah, you don't have to it. offer anything, you know, get mm-hmm. the, get the, uh, get Houston the bare minimum that they'll let me go for. And I'm this, you know, this is where I want to be. So, yep. uh, like, you know, can't blame him for it. If he was, and so far he's been proven innocent in, in, in court. So if he was innocent and Houston slandered him like they did, not great, not a great look. Yeah. I think we'll find out by Wednesday. I hope where Deshaun goes. Yeah. I, I quite honestly would have expected to have more of a clear picture by now, but you know, if he's going to visit 10 plus teams, I guess it makes sense. I mean, he, he could be visiting him in person for, all I know. I'm surprised he didn't do a LeBron James style. Like, why don't you guys all come to me and give me your best pitch? Yeah, come to me. yeah, exactly. You know, and, I don't want to um, take ten flights. You guys all take one flight each. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also the the Colts um, 
the Texans are are refusing for the Colts to be able to talk to Deshaun Watson, so he will not be going there. Yeah, I mean, makes sense for a division rival. I, like if this was us as the Patriots and Deshaun Watson was on our team, I wouldn't want the Patriots to let him talk to the Jets or the Bills or Dolphins. No. So I get it from that perspective, but. On the flip side, if the Colts come with a great package, what do you what do you care? Like Deshaun Watson's not yeah. gonna play for you. So Yeah, and, and I mean I don't know who's smoking in Houston, but you gotta know that you're not competing for years to come. You're 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 full young rebuild. Like this is gonna be I don't know, like 10 plus seasons. Even when you had Deshaun Watson, you <laughs> right you won one playoff game, like yeah, you weren't quite there yet, and yeah. you're certainly not there when you take Deshaun off the team, no matter who you get back. So yep. uh, I think they're probably trying to avoid a, a curse of the Bambino type deal where <laughs> they're not in the playoffs for mm-hmm. the next 40 years because they traded Deshaun as Deshaun has a Tom Brady-esque career and just murders him in Indy for the end of till the end of days. Yeah. Um, uh, Giants, they signed Robert Foster. Where was he last year? Was he still with Buffalo? I wanted year? to say Buffalo, but don't quote me on that. Yeah, I think he's been tossed around a little bit the last year and a half. Uh, I don't know what to deal with that. Probably cheap. Could be a roster yeah, next to nothing, at I some point. Yeah. And I can't pronounce the guard name, so you can take that one. Mark Lewinsky. Uh, yes, it wasn't yeah. that bad. <laughs> yeah, three for 20. Giants need help on the line. I mean, I think that's been well documented for years now. Uh, Judge and not ju- oh, yeah, Judge failed to do it after he said he would. And then Dayball and... Uh, whoever the GM is there, I can't remember his name. They both came in and they said like, we're going to address the O-line. So this is step one in doing that. I'd assume that they spend some draft capital on the, on the line as well, but we'll see what else comes through. I mean, I wouldn't be too shocked to see a guy like Marcus Cannon end up there. If he was just cut, he's looking for mm-hmm. a home. Um, he's a good depth pick or pickup that wouldn't command a huge salary. So um, I'd look for somebody like him to end up over there, but we'll, we'll see what happens. All right. And the Jets, Braxton Berrios, two for 12. Um, with the water's market, yeah, six mil a year, sure. Six mil for essentially a Drew special it. teamer, but you know, it works. He had a couple of good games last year, yeah. He put up towards the end of the year, too. Yeah, then the god himself, Tevin Coleman. I mean, day one, re signed Coleman, priority number one for the Jets. Um, I'm a massive Coleman fan, I, I don't know why they re signed him again. This could be. Just a cut candidate too, just to get him back into camp with you know Ty Johnson. Uh, see who makes that final roster spot. I just don't and, know, um, like why you even care about Tevin Coleman. Not you personally. I mean, the world cares about Tevin Coleman when you have Michael Carter. Like Michael Carter played great. Put Michael Carter on the field. Don't yeah. even don't even I, scare him off with Tevin Coleman. When they when all three were healthy it was like split 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 with ty johnson coleman and carter like every times i'm like why the hell is i mean who's 23 i'm like why is tevin coleman in there i don't know i mean i think there's a lot of more players out there like like if i'm them like if you want to bring a back into play freaking sign deonta uh deonta foreman like he's sh- showing you that he can do it but in better news for, for the jets not great for Dallas's dynasty team but CJ Uzoma signed a three-year deal, $24 million. <laughs> Yeah, I love me some CJ Uzoma, but um, terrible to see him buried now on the Jets' depth chart. With, or not even buried on the depth chart. He'll be on the field probably constantly. But 
uh, to see him with, with Zach Wilson is problematic. But at the same time, you take a sophomore quarterback who doesn't have a ton of confidence in the NFL. Maybe he does look at the, uh, the tight end a little more often than most. So I think we tell ourselves this lie for every single tight end that goes to the Jets. And we all end up disappointed in the end with the Jets never being able to produce with the tight end. Who was the uh, Chris, Chris Herndon? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that would get, he was every year. This is his that year. Was four years in a row that was a wasted yep. round pick and re- redraft. Oh, he's got the skills. And yeah, I don't care if he has the skills. He's on the Jets. Yep, exactly. And I think really the, the advice from last year holds true this year, unless something monumental happens that – you stay away from every single Jets player if you can, unless you're in a super deep dynasty league where you have to own starting players. Michael Carter might be the only one I'm looking at as, as a viable starter. And I'd say even he's fringe. Yeah. Okay. Yes. True. Right. But but you're going to be annoyed. (laughs) Right. You're going to be annoyed owning them, especially if they do like a three headed backfield again, it's going to be a disaster, but moving on the Eagles, nothing major yet. Uh, Steelers, we were very wrong on this. We said Deshaun would go there. Um, he did not. They signed Mitch Trubisky right away. Two years, $24 million. Um, I think it's two years, 14 You can get up to 24 with incentives. Um, and they assigned the uh, tender to Dwayne Haskins as well. So right now they have Haskins, Mason Rudolph, and Mitch Trubisky. But with Trubisky's deal, I would think he's, as of now, a shoot-in starter there. Yeah, and you haven't seen, I mean, you've seen one quarterback in Pittsburgh for years and years now. So not really sure how they're going to handle it, but the Steelers organization as a whole, I would expect them to avoid a quarterback controversy. Like they'll Mike Tomlin will name a starter early on. They're not, he's not going to say Mitch is here to compete with Rudolph and Haskins. And we're going to see who looks the best in camp. They know that Mitch Trubis is going to be the guy. Otherwise they wouldn't have gone and got him. Yep. That's my guess at least. Dick. Day one, too. So that kind of yep. shows it there. Uh, the, the Niners, nothing major yet. Seattle, um, they just got Noah Fant in a trade, you know, the young tight end who looks great for the future. But let's go ahead and re-sign Will Disney for three years for $24 million. A guy that's played probably 16 total games in the last three years. Yeah, he does if not that. look good. Yeah, I'd say if that. And, I mean, when he's on the field, he's been fine. I'll give him that but he's barely been on the field. And if you're going to have a tight end that backs up Noah Fant, you want somebody who's always healthy, you know, a guy who doesn't have an injury history. So move it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Drop 8 million a year on a guy like that is silly to me. Um, he's also not a huge name or lucrative person that's going to bring in uh, a new quarterback. Well, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is not sitting there going like, yeah, I want to play with Will Disley. I'll go to Seattle. Sold, sold. Yeah. Right. I mean, it- if you're trying to clear cast base to get a quarterback, you don't give eight million a year to Disley. Right, you, you exactly. Just don't do it. Uh, the Bucks, we already talked about with Brady. Um, Titans, they resigned, resigned <laughs> Jeff Swain. Yeah, good old Jeff I mean, Swain. Good for him. And That's really it for the league. I mean, we get the Commanders, the Commandos, the Commando Elite. That's what they should have named their team instead: the Washington Commando Elite. From small soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, they haven't done anything either. I think they uh, extended Troy Apke at safety. Cool. Doesn't really move the needle for me all that much. Um, they're a team that I wouldn't expect to do too much either. They, they've got most of their pieces in place, maybe add a running back or something. But um, 
yeah, I mean, that kind of wraps it up for today. We'll have a ton more tomorrow, ton more Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, it's we're, we're going to keep up to, up to date on the site, too. Um, just a few names that are out there still. Melvin Gordon, I, I can see him taking some time to, you know, see where he, he wants to play. Ornette still out there. Cordero Patterson, all talks is he'll remain in Atlanta. They like him there a lot. Raheem Mostert, Rashad Penny. Let's see if Seattle re-signs him. Other than that, um, I mean, I'd like to see where Marlon Mack goes. Yeah, I don't know I, where he would go to be the starter day one, but I'd like to see him go to a team where he can be RB two and kind of. Hold on, did I thought we said Marlon Mack went to? Um, dun, dun, dun. Oh no, you know what it was? We were talking it about the Khalil, the Khalil Mack. Mack, and then Tom yeah, was, was like, oh, Marlon that. Mack. That's what it was. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, then, I'd love to see Marlon Mack go somewhere we can actually get some reps and you know, in an actual football team. Yep, and then of course, wide receiver, we have Allen Robinson, probably the biggest name, followed by Juju. Yep. Um, Will Fuller is a question mark. I heard nothing about him yet. Jameson Crowder still out there. Old man Hilton Green and Manny Sanders still out there. Wonder where they go. Those yeah. guys will take some time. Um, they'll go play for a championship team if they even come back. Yeah, with, with Arizona no longer having Kirk and A.J. Green being up for a contract, I mean, one of them could easily find their way over there. Yep, uh, that, that's very, very true. And then tight ends, I think the biggest name is probably Gronk. Yeah. Um, Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst say... is interesting. Former first-round pick, right? I mean, he's like one of those guys that seems like he's so versatile on the field. He can block, he can run routes. He's got good speed. He's got good strength. And but he just hasn't like, yeah. hasn't top found his 10 t- tight end the year before um, Pitts got to Atlanta. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he was a guy on my list, you know, pick up these guys now yep. for dynasty. So, I mean, he's seeing these tight end contracts. He's probably going to get over 10 a year. Somewhere. Yeah. Right. I would I would have liked to see Hurst go to Jacksonville instead. You know, you get that blocking tight end as well as the receiving tight end. But who the hell knows? And quarterbacks, um, look at our Instagram posts. So 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 far, we've been uh, pretty wrong with that. But we'll see where Jameis goes. I haven't heard too much about that. I think I heard Seattle as an option. Uh, Garoppolo will get traded at some point. I don't know when that would be. Yeah, that's but, a, one of the more interesting things to see unfold because. We had Garoppolo. Uh, where do we have Garoppolo going? Colts. Yeah, the Colts. So where I think if, if they're not happy. able to talk to Deshaun Watson, it much bigger. All right, let's just make the deal for Garoppolo now. Yeah, and and that would be a great fit for them. Um, it would be a great fit for the team and the player. So mm-hmm. we'll see. And Deshaun, I mean, he's he's still nobody is making a quarterback move until we know what happens with Deshaun. But like you said, except for the Colts, who have been forbidden to speak to him. So. Right. If they know that, you know, 100%, no chance that we're going to make a deal, then, yeah, they can make a move. Maybe that is the catalyst for some other stuff happening. Probably not. I think it really is just Deshaun. I agree. All right, I think that does it for today. I mean, a lot of news just in a day and a half since we did a podcast last. So I'll (laughs) post this now. I don't know if we'll get one tomorrow, but maybe Wednesday, depending if it's another busy day and a half. Yeah, tomorrow um, I won't I hope be so. on. I'll have yeah, I have that's fine. tomorrow. But Wednesday I'll be down. Thursday I'm down. Yeah, I hope to see some hope to see Alan Robertson signed by then. I don't know. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, maybe I'll just, do a maybe I'll do a live update from the bar on St. Patty's Day for you guys. <laughs> yeah, just don't mind his his slurred words <laughs> and me of, screaming about March Madness. Yep, T- ten car bombs deep. <laughs> but uh, all right, Dows, I'll I'll have you take us out. Yeah, thanks for listening, Shelfies. As always, like Scott said, check the website for uh, continual updates. Check the Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Top Shelf FNTSY. Website is topshelffantasy.com. All of your updates will be included there as fast as we possibly can get them up. Um, But like always, stay fluid, stay loose.